This is the Hollywood Raw Podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I'm Dax Holt out here in sunny and very, very hot California. Adam Glenn is on the other side of the country in, I'm guessing, a super hot New York. What's it like out there, bud? It's hot, it's humid, but it's great. I love it. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Don't stop. I love the hot weather. Bring it on because the winters are just so brutal here in New York. Actually, you know what's so funny, Dax? I had a friend Hmm. in town uh, this past week, and we're – I met you don't friend have that, friends. Let me stop you there. I have I have three, so bear with me. It's one of them. It's <laughs> one third of them. And uh, so my friends in town, I meet them in Union Square, which is like sen- you know, sort of central Manhattan. And we start to walk downtown. And we're we just were going for a long walk. We were going to this one place for lunch, and I didn't want to like take an Uber there. I just wanted to walk there with them. As we're walking, we get towards like the Nolita East Village area. I run to a paparazzi and he's like, he jumps out of his car. He's running. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, dude, Timothy, I was driving. I saw Timothy Chalamet. I've actually never saw Timothy Chalamet in person. So like I sort of kind of gets a little creepy. I ran, I didn't run. I kind of like moved in that direction because he was putting his car in position. I went like, I went and it's just, I just wanted to see him. Timothy Chalamet. He's one of the biggest actors in Hollywood. So I kind of like went, kind of stood next to him. And mm-hmm. he, as he's walking, I could have walked right next to him. And then he went to a foot locker. And then I went in the foot locker and acted, me and my friend acted like we we're getting sneakers. And I just wanted to share, like, I just wanted to, like, with my friend, we wanted to, like, like size up Timothy Chalamet. Like, I wanted in my head to know if I got into a fight with Timothy Chalamet, could I beat him up? The answer <laughs> is probably yes. Um, but he's a very I mean, weird I, way to think about it. He's he's an interesting guy. He walks around Manhattan with like a hat really low, sunglasses, and headphones. Always wearing headphones. So he's sort of easy to spot in that way because he always wears these big headphones. Um, but uh, I didn't talk to him. I didn't ask him for a photo. But what I was hoping for, and this is what I do, whenever I see like a good celebrity like in Manhattan walking and I see paparazzi shooting, I stand, I walk up right next to them. And mm-hmm. I stand right next to him, so I get in the shots, and then those photos get sent to an outlet saying, "Oh, there's uh, Toby McGuire walking with Hollywood Raw's Adam Glenn." Like it's just <laughs> funny. It's such a funny way. Like it's just cool, weird photos. Like I have like so many random paparazzi photos of me and celebrities, and it looks like we're together, but we're not yeah. actually together. I just That's know funny. to stand next to them and then like look at them and move my mouth, and it looks like we're talking. <laughs> Do you think that there was any truth to him and Kylie actually being together? I, because that was the big story this week. That yeah, and that's it's not, not on our, our rundown. But it's not our rundown. I don't even want to get into it because up. yeah, I don't even get into it because I don't even know how much they are together. I mean, I, I know they hung out. They were. But, like there, there's not a single photo of them actually in the same frame together. Like I don't think that this was a real thing. And maybe I'm wrong, but and maybe they just wanted to make it super private. But I just I I can't see this one being real. Yeah, I mean, Timothy's in New York a lot. That's where he, I think he takes, you know, lives most of his time. I would know when Kylie's here for the most part, and I've never, I haven't seen her here in months. So I know they've hung out a few times to what extent that relationship is. I really don't know. I don't even have a guess. I don't have any um, tips or insight on that. But no, so anyway, back to Timothy Chalamet. So after I see him, me and my bo- buddy go to a lunch. We go into this restaurant, Gemma, which is right next door to the Bowery Hotel, which is a big celebrity hotel mm-hmm. the restaurant is empty and they sit us at a table who's sitting at the table right next to us so they had t- 
two tables with people sitting right next to each other, my table. Who's sitting at the other table was uh, Damian Lewis, the actor Damian Lewis. Okay. And it was my friend was like, dude, what is go- what is New York? This is so surreal that we're sitting – like we just saw Timothy Chalamet. Now we're with Damian Lewis. And then me and my friend like wanted to talk, but I kept shutting up my friend because I was just always trying to hear what Damian Lewis and his friend were talking about. Is that weird? Did you do the same thing? I mean, I get it because I'm <laughs> I, I'm creepy like that to be like, oh, what are they talking about? What's interesting? What's going on over there? Yeah, I was just very curious, like listening on their conversation. But my friend was like, dude, you really are like, in some ways today. It was such a weird day. Like, like I like we ran into two good sized celebrities, you know, in, within like thirty minutes of each other. It was just I really ran I ran into the guys from AJR. Dude, so you went to this concert. Wait, by the way, <laughs> we recorded yeah. this right now oh, on Thursday. Does it, does it count if I go to a concert? Is that well, running into them? <laughs> that's true. You love AJR. I fucking love those guys. They're they're so good. I got to interview them once, and it was I interviewed them right at the height of like the skip to the good part, like music that was going viral on TikTok. It was like everyone you was using that track. And so I got to interview them and I used them in my video with that trend. And uh, so it was, they're just super cool, super down to earth. It was actually though their first concert performing live. Their dad passed away recently, like a month ago. They've got a new song out about Gary, their their dad. Um, So it was their first time. They took a month off. They wanted to like focus on family and all of that. And so they came out last night. Um, and they just said, you know what, our dad would have want us to be here. And everyone in the audience is like choking up and like, oh God, because he was such a huge part of them, them touring. Like he was, he was just part of the band, you know? And, um, yeah, so sad moment, but the guys are so cool. Like just really fun. My kids, it was their first concert. So my kids, uh, I planned this out. So like three months ago when we got the tickets, my kids knew like, let's say four of their songs because I would play them all the time. But then what I started doing is doing the playlist, the AJR playlist every day or every other day in the house. So last night when we were at the concert, my kids were singing every song word for word. And it was freaking awesome. It was That's so great. fun. It was a great concert. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I'm glad you had a good uh, concert. And then we're recording this Thursday, which is your birthday. Happy birthday, my friend. Thank you. Fun. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my, my office right now, I don't, you can't see it. It is completely covered in confetti. They came and they, my, a couple of the employees just doused us with like confetti bombs. That's great. That's very cool. Um, all right. Let's get to, before we get to our, our raw rundown, which is the top 10 stories of the week, we read your reviews. Dax, do you have a review ready for us? Oh, heck yeah, I do. All right. This comes from Mustang Sally P. Five stars, Hollywood Raw, number one podcast, 2023 is the title. It says, whether... Late at night or while basking in the sun, Hollywood Raw is my favorite podcast. I'm a pop culture junkie, and you guys keep me up to date. Love the the Royal Rundown, top 10 stories. Adam Dax, you're the best in the biz. Kudos for being number one on Apple Podcasts in the USA. Mustang Sally in Colorado. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sally. Um, yeah, we. it's funny because... At the time you wrote this, we were probably number one. We fluctuate, but we've been staying in the top 10. It's been really cool. You guys are keeping us like in the top 10 of entertainment news. Um, and I could not thank you anymore because that is, it's such a huge deal for us to be up there and ranking with all these other entertainment shows that we love. And um, 
it's just fun. It's like nice validation that we're not completely wasting time talking to each other every week. Yeah. So if you can, for Dax's birthday, instead of sending him a car full of money, besides that, you know, what you could do <laughs> is uh, you could leave us a review, whoever you uh, – basically on the podcast app on your phone or computer. On Apple. Apple Podcasts. And uh, go all the way to put it in Hollywood Raw, go all the way to the bottom, say a few kind of words, tell us where you're from, five stars, and we'll actually read your review live on air. Um, all right, let's get to our Raw Rundown where we give you the top 10 stories of the week, starting with number 10. Number 10, Post Malone revealing that he actually got engaged two years ago in Las Vegas, and no one knew this was the case, um, but he actually got turned down the first time because he was, quote-unquote, too intoxicated. So he was on the Caller Daddy podcast. Um, which aired, I think, this Wednesday, and uh, you know, started talking about, oh yeah, I was, uh, I was down gambling. I had lost a significant amount of money at the table. We go upstairs. I'm off my rocker, just hammered, and I'm like, hey, you want to marry me? I got a, I got the ring and stuff. And she goes, yeah, no. She said, how about, how about you ask me tomorrow? And he was like, all right. And then when he was sobered up the next day, or I mean, I don't know if it was the next day, but when he got sobered up, he asked her, she said yes. And, uh, you know, since then they've had a child together, but no marriage as of yet. He did say, though, there will be a bunch of drinking anticipates at the wedding. You know, he's not a, he's not a drinker himself. I, I don't, I don't know if he's sober or just maintaining a clean lifestyle. I'm not sure what I don't his know level about of that. sobriety is. Yeah, I know he's in shape uh, right now for him. But after mm-hmm. this interview, they were like playing beer pong and and stuff. Okay. So I don't know what he considers like a healthy. Oh so, yeah, maybe maybe he just was like I needed to dial it back. You know what I'm saying? I, and I think that that was one thing that he goes. She came into his life, and he now surrounds himself with healthier people. I think that's mental health. I think it's physical health. I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, but she really like centers him and he is very appreciative of it, but they, they ended up um, having a baby, uh, a little girl in May of last year. And I'm just, it's funny how much we don't know about his personal life, him being such a huge star. Um, it's hard to keep that stuff private. It is. Uh, it is, but it's funny. Like, do you know what Post Malone's well, fi- wife or fiance, do you know what she looks like? No, I, I don't know her name. Like, there's no yeah. name. There, we don't know what she looks like. We know nothing about her. And the fact that they were engaged two years ago, it it's amazing that that information is not out there. Yeah, it's uh, they're very private with that, which I respect. I've seen her before. I've seen her. And when she travels, she has – I mean, I saw her in New York because when she traveled to New York, she wasn't with him and she was with the bodyguard. But yet again, paparazzi aren't really mm. chasing Post Malone, so you don't have to really worry about that stuff as much. You know, like no one really, yeah, it's not sense. a worthy photo for paparazzi. Paparazzi need either new story or fashion. That's what they chase. So it's not the hardest thing to stay private yeah, because it's not that enticing. Um, but Post Malone, great guy. I didn't listen to the mm. whole interview, but good interview for uh, Call Me Daddy. I always say one of the uh, one of the people on our Facebook group, call me, I always call the podcast <laughs> Call Me Daddy instead of Call Her Daddy. Uh I don't know. I don't even know what the podcast is called, but I, you know, whatever. Uh, good for Post Malone. Happy from good guy. Number nine. Number nine, Leah Remini suing the Church of Scientology for harassment and defamation, a whole bunch of things. She um, 
She announced she's filing against the church and David Miscavige. Um, she did this on Wednesday. She basically put out her statement on uh, X. It's really weird to see X on the platform formerly known as Twitter. Um, so she's filing a lawsuit in the California court, uh, Superior Court because of harassment, intimidation, surveillance, and defamation. Um, she said she's faced this uh, from the hands of Scientology for 17 years. She said this organization has attempted to silence her and many others who have spoken against it. And uh, while this lawsuit is about what Scientology has done to me, I am one of the thousands of targets of Scientology over the past decades. So she's basically doing this because she's like, other people will not be able to do this, where she has the privilege, she has the money, she has the clout to get it out there where Scientology will essentially squash anyone else. She says, you know, people who share what I've experienced in Scientology and those who tell their stories and advocate for them should be free to do so without fearing retaliation from a cult with a tax exemption and billions in assets. So going up against a church is no easy uh, feat here. Uh, but if there is going to be someone who does it, it's going to be her. It's, you, for, I, you know, I forgot about because it is a religion, they do get a tax benefit. Um, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, there's a lot here. I, Dex, you being in California, because as far as I know in the tri-state area, I don't know. I don't know. How, I've seen the Scientology building or, you know, in New York, but it's not like how it is in California. Have you, or do you know any Scientologists personally? Mm. Like, are you friends with any? Ooh, that is a great question. Um, no, I don't think I do know any Scientologists personally. But aren't they like, aren't they like not supposed to like hang out with what are they called again? Not specs. What, Pieces of what shit. Are people who are like not us? Scientologists. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I forget what they're called, like SPs or something like that. Um, no, I, I don't. I don't know anyone that's a Scientologist, which is weird. I, you would think being out here, you would know some people that are Scientologists, but I don't know anyone. Yeah. Like I know a guy who was into Kabbalah in here, but he was more, in my opinion, I think he was into it because it was like a scene uh, as much, not as much as like the religion aspect to it. I think he was just more into like the Kabbalah mm-hmm. scene, but Kabbalah is a little bit more different. Yeah, exactly. Kabbalah is a Madonna. lot different than, you know, Scientology, which is, I, Scientology is one of the hardest things to explain, but then it's also, I don't want them coming after this podcast or coming after me. <laughs> yeah, but you've been to the Scientology church, right? And you said, I love your story that you went to the Scientology church. No, I, I was, I've just only been on the outside. They don't let you in um, unless you're wanting to like check out Scientology. But I was on the outside because it was, Katie was uh, going into labor with Surrey and there was all these rumors that she was either going to have Surrey at the Church of Scientology, the Celebrity Center, at UCLA Medical Center, or Cedar sinai and there was one other place. And so there were there were a couple of us kind of checking out the, the couple locations, and I happened to be the one at the Scientology Center waiting, and they like they knew I was there. They came out. They surrounded my car. There's all these people walking around and like khaki pants. And I want to say it was like blue button up shirts. They kind of look like helpful Honda people. Um, and they're just like, that's their uniform, or at least it was their kind of like attire that they would walk around in maybe like sea org people. I don't know what it was. Um, but yeah, they, they noticed me and they immediately came up to my door and they're like, you cannot be here. You need to mo- get going immediately. 
I guess the whole place is just surrounded by cameras. Yeah, I have a. I saw this. It was a TikTok of a guy who walked on the Scientology property, and there was like two security guys on bikes, like following him. I mean, I wonder those security guys must have stories too. I, the whole thing oh, is yeah. just very, very interesting and crazy. It was a really fun TikTok, I, but I, I bet you have to be a Scientologist to be one of their security guards. I, I doubt they're hiring from outside companies. Yeah. Uh, all right. Moving on to number eight. Number eight, Erica Jane um, is crediting menopause for her weight loss, not oh, fuck. Ozempic. Fuck. How do you say it? Ozempic. Is that right? Ozempic? Yeah, okay. You got it. You got it okay. Thank God. I looked yeah, at yeah. it and I was like, God damn, they're going to make fun of me here. Um, not Ozempic. She, she did it hormonally. So if you've seen any photos or videos or her on, you know, watch what happens live, Erica Jane looks very different. She's lost a ton of weight. She's got this very chiseled jawline now. Um, and so everyone's been kind of pointing at like, how are you losing all these pounds? And because uh, Ozempic is like the thing to do right now in Hollywood, everyone's blaming that. And she said, no, 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 I, I've started menopause. And so it's kind of throwing my body off. And so I am losing weight the naturally way. And it's all hormonally, which some people are not buying. Yeah. I mean, she did this. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, you look at her. I she, when you think of Ozempic, you wouldn't. I don't think you'd count out Erica Jane from using it. However, she's defending. She's like it wasn't Ozempic. Uh, this would be the first time in history I've heard menopause is the cause of a bunch of weight loss. But this, I'm also this, not a doctor, so I could be totally wrong. And I'm sure I'll hear about it in. Uh, in the chat on yeah, our private this is Facebook when, page. In our private Facebook group, now this is when the women speak up, and rightfully so. Do you, do you lose weight on menopause? You let us know because we don't know. Um, yeah, we don't lose no weight. Idea. I've just um, never heard that. Like that's never – like you know you start to hear things as kind of like common knowledge like, oh, breastfeeding. You lose weight breastfeeding. Like you, that to me, I, like I get – I've never heard hormonal changes during menopause cause you to lose a bunch of weight because then I feel like – women would be very excited to go through menopause. They're like, I'm going to lose a ton of weight. That's not, that's not the case. You get hot flashes. You, you know, there's other side effects of menopause. I've never heard the weight loss as a, a side effects of menopause. Yeah, no, it's very weird. So if, you, uh, if you're not in our Facebook group, our private Facebook group called Off the Record, it's a really, really good, great group where we all get to kind of talk Hollywood and entertainment news. I highly suggest you guys join it. But let us know, can you lose weight from menopause i and and have, thank you by the way to all the people giving me birthday shout outs because i can't go through and thank everyone personally so thank you guys i appreciate it okay sorry uh, erica jane did look great so i will say that um yeah that's it number seven uh, number seven what is number seven is, is cardi a, b uh, did, did oh you see this yeah video? yeah it's cardi b so uh this was crazy but cardi b if you have been living under a rock you didn't see the video of her chucking a microphone at a fan during a vegas concert well now that fan has well the fan has filed a police report um going after her so there's a lot of kind of conflicting back and forth you know obviously the big story here that everyone's been talking about over the last couple of weeks is the fact that everyone keeps throwing shit at celebrities or singers while they're performing you know you had the um bb rexa you had um who else? There was like so many people I feel like that got stuff chucked at them. Um, 
anyway, so she kind of like fought back. A drink gets thrown on her. She grabs her microphone, chucks it at the person. Uh, so everyone at the beginning was like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, she's fighting back. Then it comes out that she was actually asking people because she was hot to throw like water on her. And so now the story gets a little confusing. Like, wait, you ask people to throw water on you and then someone throws something on you and then you chuck your microphone at them. So I don't know how I feel. I, at the first, I liked it. And now I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely uh, it's definitely weird. When I saw the thing, she chucked the, the microphone. She's saying the, the microphone is worth, uh, is worth money. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. that's what they're trying to auction off the money. It was very like weird. I think the security was all surprised too because they didn't see exactly what happened. So they moved on it very slow. We never saw a photo of the person. However, the person now is, I guess, pressing charges against Cardi. It's just a whole weird situation. So here's the thing that we don't know. We don't know if the woman who is – filed the police report is also the one that threw the drink. They could be two separate people. That part is not clear. Someone could have thrown the drink on her and she hit someone else with the microphone. That's, I think that's one part of the story that is not quite sorted out yet. Um, but that, that person who was pelted by her microphone was escorted out by security moments later. So um, th- this will continue to develop. People love when Cardi has to go to court. Remember, she shows up like looking all fashionable and all that kind of stuff. So we'll see it gets there, or if she just goes here, takes some money. I don't even want to have to deal with this crap. Yeah, it's. Uh, but uh, she. By the way, was... the other. I was gonna say the other celebs that were dealing with getting you know stuff chucked at them because I couldn't remember. I had the brain fart. Harry Styles, Drake, BB Rexa. And then I think Kelsey Ballerini also. All right. Well, it's been the season of people getting shit thrown at them on stage. It's been a really fun concert season <laughs> this past summer. It's been very unique. And why, uh, like, right. why is that a trend suddenly? This was never a thing before. Why are people throwing shit? Stop throwing shit. It's kind of corny and weird. It's just at this point now, it's like, unless just keep sending, keeps throwing bras. Bras are cool. You know, not stuff where like they leave a mark. <laughs> bras are funny, they, you know. So, I mean, you could donate them. So, the bras that you send, you could donate those bras. So, I think that's like giving back <laughs> for the artist. Um, number six. Uh, number six. Tori Spelling spotted out living or staying in an RV at a campsite with her five kids. Um, this comes after she was spotted kind of like living out of a $100 a night motel um, amid her divorce with, or split from D- Dean McDermott. Um, so uh, Paparazzi got photos of her in this RV and they're like, oh my God, she's living out of this RV and making it seem bad. To me, it looks like she took the family on a camping vacation. I mean, call me crazy, but it looks really nice. Like she's down by the beach, like she's parked literally in a campsite overlooking the ocean. So I feel in this situation, they're making the story seem a lot crazier than it really is. Like I know a lot of people that have rented an RV and gone away and stayed at a campsite for a week during the summer. So why is Tori Spelling get it? I, I, I don't know, but that's all it looks like to me is she's just having a good vacation with the kids. Yeah. I guess it's just the news. You could think of the motel to live in an RV it, during a slow news time with the strike going on, you could make this into a story. However, you wonder if Tori 
I wonder, and I, Dax, I wonder if you wonder, if Tori was involved in making this story a reality, you know, just for the storyline. I, I wouldn't, her. again, I wouldn't be surprised because how they found her in an RV park down by the ocean is baffling to me. Um, this seems like something that would need to really be tipped off about. And if she's getting a cut of these, good for her. She's got to make money somehow. And so might as well tip them off, say, give me 50% of anything that's made on these photos. Boom. And she's, and here's the one reason I'd say that might be true is in the paparazzi industry, if you want to sell photos, different outfits are very important. If someone wears the same outfit every day, it's much harder to sell that set of photos because people are like, well, we already saw them in that outfit. We've already seen them look like that. Like we're not going to buy it. But if they put on a different shirt, if they have their hair different instantly, now you're like, okay, we haven't seen these ones by those photos. She's been out during this camping trip in numerous outfits. That to me is like such a a good way to sell your photos is you keep changing up your outfit. People are going to keep buying all these photos. You're down by the beach. People want to know what's going on. So that would be the only thing that I would say to me screams there's some planning behind this. Do you think Tori Spelling somehow or will end up on The Real Housewives? I think that would be a great move for her. I could Um, see that happening. I think it'd be good for NBC. It's good for her. It's good money. I could see that happening. It's really everything that's going on in her life right now is very good storyline. So this could be like a Kim Zolciak, like, look, I'm interesting. Come hire me because people are fascinated with my life. So putting me on The Real Housewives would be a good move for you. Listen, she'd be great. I think she'd be fun. You've got like um, Garcelle on there and she was, you know, she became famous being like an actress and all that stuff first and Lisa Renna. And so it would make sense. I, I would love to watch Story Tori. It's fascinating. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, move on to number five. Tail. Uh, uh, no, it's, not. it's Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon and Jim Toth settling their divorce four months after announcing their split. So it sounds like, you know, from all the sources inside their camps and stuff that they had really kind of planned this out over a very long time of dividing their assets, making sure everything is kind of um, in place before they even went public with it because, you know, they, they were together for 12 years. Um, they have a 10-year-old son, Tennessee, together. And so they kind of wanted to make sure this was all good before the world knew about it. Uh, they've got a parenting plan in place for their son. Um, so I think this was, you know, it may have been yucky behind the scenes, but I think all in all, they probably did a very good job because they're they're both worth a lot of money. Obviously, she is crazy loaded from her film career, her TV career. I mean, she's one of the highest paid women in entertainment in movies. She gets those $20 million paychecks per movie. Then she got like another crazy like $20 million for the morning show. I mean, and then what is it? Big Little Lies or whatever the other one she does yeah. where she also produces. I mean, she's just raking in cash. Um, so, uh, I, I, I see that being a, a lengthy process having to work through all that, those assets. Um, yeah, it's, I'm just curious where she goes from here. Like, I, I don't know, Reese Witherspoon, I just want to see who she ends up dating next. It could be very, hmm. very unique or interesting. Do you remember when there was all these stories about her dating Tom, uh, Tom Brady right Tom after Brady, his yeah. divorce? 
Like uh-huh. she was the first one that everyone starts like, oh, Tom Brady and Reese Witherspoon. And then it seemed a little far-fetched. And then it was like, oh, Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian. And now it's none of those. It's who was he dating again? Uh, Which model? Well, it was, well, he was married with Giselle. Oh, Tom, oh uh, Irina Shayk. There we go, Irina. So yeah. that one's the only one that seems like it's actually realistic. Um, yeah, wild. Just the whole thing is just. Uh, I just want to see where she goes next. I'm, she's such like a. She's one. Of, she just looks. She doesn't age. She just looks mm-hmm. the same. So I'm just curious where she goes next with her next. I feel like she could just. Sw- she could just switch in her daughter when she's ready. She just like, all right, tap her <laughs> daughter in, and her daughter just kind of like takes over her career. Like a reset. See, oh, she's never aged. Yeah, I see Ryan Reynolds out sometimes. Uh, not Ryan, Ryan Felipe out. Uh, I see him probably about a couple times. I see him every Super Bowl season. He always goes to the Super okay. Bowl. And I've seen him out. I've talked to him. That guy, he's he he could go for 23 years old. It's insane how young he looks. And he he's not a tall guy. And he hangs out with his son and his friends. And he looks like it's like his friend crew. Like it looks like they're all hanging out together, but that's his son and his friends. It's like, it's not odd. It's sort of nice, but very, very cool guy. Very nice. Um, but yes, I would like Matt. Yeah, I just want to see who Reese ends up with. Number four, Taylor Swift. Oh, he is nice. I was waiting for you. All right, Taylor Swift. She. This is the most unbelievable story. It's gotten a lot of press, but coolest story probably of the week. Uh, apparently, Taylor Swift has paid out over $55 million towards all the people in bonuses that are working on her era's tour. We're talking backup dancers, we're talking cooks, we're talking security, we're talking truckers, we're talking everyone. I saw this story first pop up um, about her giving $100,000 bonuses to all the people who are carting around her gear all the truckers that are taking it across the country from state to state to state, she went and just said, like, surprise, here's $100,000. Well, apparently that was just the tip of the iceberg because there's 50 of them. So she dropped, you know, $5 million just on the trucking. But then we're finding out that the levels of bonuses are different between, like, backup dancers and chefs and creative people. Like, it's all over the place. But $55 million is what she is reportedly uh, giving out to all the people. And listen, if she ends up raking in a billion dollars for this tour, she'll walk away with, you know, $750 million or whatever it is. 55 million of that is a drop in the bucket for her. And think about all the goodwill, think about the good press, think about all of that that she walks away with. So, how much do you think those guys actually take home at the end of the day with all this going on? Let's say a guy works a tour. I don't know how much you even get paid working on a tour, but what what are your thoughts? Let's kind of go through the numbers. Wait, are how you asking you- before the bonus? Like how much they're getting to after, but before around her we're total stuff, so or are you season, wanting to know post bonus? Post bonus, what are these guys walking away with? Mm. Roughly, what would be your guess? I have. I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, let's assume the drivers make $60,000 a year. I have no idea. I, I don't know what a driver makes. I'm just throwing numbers out okay. there. Let's say they make 60 and then she just went and bonused them 100 So they're walking away with, you know, 160 for something that they, they didn't think they were going to get that much. And they were still, you know, doing the job. I think it's just, yeah. I just think this thing is so cool. 
I love so the story. cool, but also at the end of the day, great PR. And also, you could have done it and not told anybody, and not go to the press with it. Yeah, but you know what? I'll tell you one thing. How do you have another tour after this? Everyone's going to be like, "Oh, I want to go. I want to work the Taylor Swift tour because she's going to bonus money." Like now, you can't have another tour that you don't give away a shit ton of money. Like she's now in a position where she will always have to bonus out crazy amounts of money or then she looks like a jerk. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a weird, but again, she's, there's so much cash flow going on there. She's making so much money. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Like she can afford it. She's making so much money. Uh, all right, let's go on to number three. Number three, we've got uh, one of the former bachelorettes, Gabby Windy, um, shares that she is now dating a woman. She was on season, 19. <laughs> she was on season 19 of the show. Um, and I, I think that was the year that it was like her and someone else uh, on the show. Uh, anyway, uh, basically, she went on to Instagram, uh, revealed that she is with comedian Robbie Huffman. And said, you know, this is the only thing that she posted on was, told you I'm a girl's girl. And then, of course, a lot of people started responding to her. Ben Higgins said, well, son of a biscuit, this is a, this is a real beautiful, congrats, Gabby. Caitlin Bristow wrote on there. Uh, a lot of just like the Bachelor franchise people were all really supportive towards what she was doing, or her announcement. And, uh, yeah, just a fun little story. There you go. I don't know, man. It's just uh, somebody I was asking people and other people thought they, they saw like a like, hey, she could possibly be interested in women. I think me, it's just more like you didn't have to go on the view for the announcement. You could have just lived your life and no one would asked. You could have just posted some photos and just let it come out. No, I, I disagree know. with I, I I disagree with you. I feel like she was a part of one of the biggest franchises out there. But not only that, the franchise is based on her love life and based on who she's dating. And I think if she doesn't acknowledge that, um, I think there's going to be a lot of questions and confusion and stuff. I think just for this, like if she was on another TV show that had nothing to do with her love life, I think that she could, she doesn't have to say it, but because she was a bachelorette, I think that she does have to go, Hey guys, you know, that was a one part of my life. This is a new part of my life. I'm starting a new chapter. I'm just, clarifying that I didn't like take everyone down one street and trick them. You know what I'm saying? Here's just in the back of my mind. I just get very grossed out by a lot of these people, um, especially on the bachelor. Mm -hmm. I I just, that that whole nature of that show really just kind of grosses me out because majority of them don't work after the show. They go into it for some sort of other kind of position. And they could say they want, went on the show for love, but let's be real. They went on the show for to be fulfilled in another way, whether it's fame or to become some sort of influencer. Um, yeah, I'd say one of the – do you want to know the truth? One of the biggest assholes I've met in the last few years was uh, Matt James. Uh, really? Who was The Bachelor. Yeah, the guy just sucked. Um, I have no problem saying that. The guy just sucked. And then I, But I follow him on social media. It doesn't help out too because I'm like, yeah, this guy is just a gross influencer. And it's not like I hate all influencers, but to me, I don't know. Just when you're willing to sell your soul for this kind of business, it just bothers me a little bit. I don't know how you feel about it, but that's me just venting. Sorry for you guys. Um, yeah, I had to get that off my chest. 
<laughs> well, I'm glad we were able to take the weight of the world off your chest, Adam. Thank you, Dax. Number two, Lizzo. What's going on Liz with Lizzo? Lizzo, she's got a bunch of ex-dancers really upset at her and suing her, saying that she was just a nightmare behind the scenes. Uh, basically, there are now three of her former backup dancers who are suing her for what they claim were awful conditions on the job. Uh, she was named as a defendant in the new lawsuit, and basically it's against her and her touring company between 2001 and 2023 when they claim that they were either unjustly fired or forced to resign due to unbearable circumstances. Um, they basically say that uh, they got to meet her through her Amazon reality show, Watch Out for the Big Girls, and after making the cut, they allege that they were subjected to a number of California work place violations, several of which amounted to sexual harassment, false imprisonment, and interference with prospective economic economic advantage, among other claims. The accusations um, were hurled in just a few different directions, including some aimed at a number of Lizzo's management team, but it pertains to her specifically. She's being accused uh, by these women of basically holding them hostage in a number of situations. Um, they cite two different instances where they were on the road in Europe uh, earlier in the year, and they claim that she subjected them to attend nude shows in Amsterdam and Paris. Um, and it was clearly they were dis they were not into it. They felt very dis uncomfortable. And um, anyway, so they're going off on her, and she basically has responded. And she's like, "Oh, give me a break. These women were not good employees. They were." They were told numerous times that they were not good and they were let go. And now this is just a way to hurt my reputation and squeeze some money out of me. So let me ask you this, Dax. When a story like this comes out, I'm sure Lizzo knows this is going to come out. And that the, the plaintiffs, the, the people that are suing, first approach her before it goes public and say, listen, we're going to file a lawsuit against you. Do you want to settle with us or not? And she, They yeah. go, go for it. Fuck it. Go for it. And once it goes public, it becomes public record, becomes a big news story. And then Lizzo responds because she says, forget it, I'm just not going to pay you. Is that exactly what's going on? I think, yeah, I think that Lizzo, she definitely knew about it. And she partnered up with Marty Singer, who is one of the biggest lawyers in Hollywood, who has represented freaking everyone under the sun and said, no, I want to fight this because that's the way that you regain your reputation you know what i'm saying like you have to fight if you just roll over and pay them money then you look like you were that abusive crazy boss that they describe you as but if you fight it and then you know you go to court and the court says oh no these girls were crazy then you kind of have your reputation back so i think that's the road that she is choosing you know there is a video that surfaced of one of these women just praising her after the the timestamp that she is alleging that um, Lizzo was bad to her, she's praising her and saying, "Oh, I love Lizzo. She's the queen. Like I want to strive to be like her." And so it's very confusing. Where you're going, wait. So if she was treating you so shitty, why are you just praising this woman on camera? Yeah, um, I think Johnny Depp was the first one who really said, "Don't apologize. Like don't." Just pay him. Just kind of go after him, and I mm -hmm. think that's we're gonna we're gonna start seeing more of these people not paying these people in court. It's uh, not paying these people, so it doesn't go to court. They're like, you know what? I'm gonna make this and turn this into 
kind of publicity for me for, and I think this is, I don't yeah. know if this is this good publicity for Lizzo or bad publicity, but there is no such thing as bad publicity at some point. So I don't think people are, it's, I don't think something like this is going to affect Lizzo's career, but unless she, you're Chris Brown or, you know, Bill Cosby, they might sure. argue that there is bad publicity out there. Well, that's true. But I, do you think right now, this lawsuit that came out today and everything that's going on, it's going to affect, would it affect you personally, Dax, your views of Lizzo? Mm, no. It, no. It affected Ellen big time. Ellen. I don't big, know. Big, big time. But, what if, but Ellen was never sued, in my opinion. I, I'm pretty sure. Ellen was never no, sued. No, she wasn't sued, but it looked bad. I guess the suing does add another element where you start to question people and their ethics or their their goal or motive. Because once there's money involved, you're like, wait, are you just saying this shit because you want money? Whereas if you just go out and talk about someone and say what a bad boss they were or how awful they are, but there's no money behind it, people start to believe you a little bit more. Yeah. All right, Dax, the number one story of the week. It's not really a great one, but we got to speak about it. Number one story of the week. Yeah, this one's sad, but Euphoria star Angus Cloud uh, passed away at the age of 25. Uh, this was a huge, huge shocker. Obviously, Euphoria, massive show, um, and made Angus really a, a big, big star. But they, um, I guess they found him in his family's home in Oakland, California on Monday. Um, and then his family actually released a statement to People Magazine that said it is with the heaviest of heart that we had to say goodbye to an incredibly human uh an incredible human today um and then went on to say as an artist a friend a brother and a son angus was special to all of us in so many ways and then they went on to basically note that you know his father was buried last week and uh, the actor was basically struggling with his loss so i think that they they basically said he took his life without actually saying he took his life is how i interpreted all of that um they said the only comfort we have is knowing that angus is now reunited with his dad who is who is his best friend um angus was open about his battle with mental health and we hope that his passing can be a reminder to others that they're not alone and they should not fight on their own in silence so that to me all seems like he took his own life unfortunately um uh, just sad so so many opportunities so much life ahead of him and to have him gone at the age of 25 is just heartbreaking. I mean, it's a, that's a kid. That's a kid. Um, I met him once during Fashion Week a little less than a year ago. Um, he was – he was – what you saw on the show was how he was. He was mm -hmm. like uh, – he was a unique guy. He was a little – I wouldn't say he was strange because he was being – what is strange? I guess something was off. In a way, and I'm sure he was a nice guy. Mm -hmm. he, I mean, he wasn't bad, but it was just like he was sort of like uh, it was a big party he was invited to. And he kind of kept to the side, and then when there was a party going, there was like a concert going. He went outside and hung out uh, outside. Didn't even go in for the show. It was like hanging out at a food truck. It was like very odd behavior from him. I, I think um, I've seen that a couple times though with people who get really famous really quickly and they have kind of some social anxiety, and they they don't know how to interact in a place where everyone wants to talk to them. Everyone wants a picture with them. Everyone wants, and they're just like, I don't really want to be here, but I kind of have to be here or I'm paid to be here. And it's awkward. It's awkward for these people that 
their passion is acting, not entertaining. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Makes sense. But that is our top 10 stories of the week. Thank you guys for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Give us a thumbs up, subscribe, uh, put a few comments in. It always helps out with us on the charts. If you're listening to, to go to, like we said before, go to the iTunes, the podcast application on your phone and on Apple and just kind of leave us a review. It's all in the bottom. Uh, happy birthday to Dax. He's Thank now you. 19 years old. He's 19. <laughs> now he can buy recreational marijuana in a few select states. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. We have a private Facebook group. Did I say thank you for listening on Instagram? I don't even know what I'm saying now. Um, Ron, we have a private Facebook group called Off the Record, which we always plug it, join it. It's a really fun community. And uh, I'm Adam Glenn. That's Dax Holt. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. A Huda Media Production.